I see smart people around. Like there's such smart Africans everywhere that have solutions, they have ideas. And I would love to see more ideas being built using the blockchain using harnessing the power of blockchain technology. I would love to see more contributions. I would love to see more tools being built. I would love to see more projects coming up by people who were once newbies. Like I love the tagline, join our journey. At the end of the day, all of this is a journey and they all boil down to stories. This person's story inspires the next person's story. So if we all keep going on this journey and intersecting and writing our stories, we will end up building and building and building. You know, there'll be more tools, there'll be more opportunities. And when there's opportunities, it just keeps opening. Welcome to Empower, the first real fire property platform on Cardano that combines emerging technology, sustainable building, and decentralized financial inclusion. My name is Blaine, and I'm the sustainability architect here at Empower. And on this podcast, we'll be sharing conversations based around Empower's three key principles of building, community, and impact. If you want to join our journey and help us build a better future with Empower, then make sure to subscribe. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Empower podcast. My name is Blaine. And today we are joined by Destiny from ABCD or African Blockchain Center for Developers an institute creating opportunities by providing blockchain solutions to the world, thanks to young talents working in Africa. So Destiny, thank you for coming on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to actually be here and like share our journey and story with the community. Like it's beautiful. Thank you. No worries. Yes. I'd I'd love to hear that journey. love to hear that story about ABCD. Um, but also kind of at a high level, I'd love to get some of your insights into the, the challenges and the opportunities around blockchain development in, in Africa, um, because obviously uh, the work that we do and where we're doing it with a focus in Africa, I think it's quite important that we hear and learn as much as we can about this space so that we can, you know, use that to inform how we, how we grow. Um, but maybe to start off, we can start with an introduction just to get to know you a bit more. So can you tell the podcast a bit about who you are and what you do? Okay. I am Destiny, Destiny Felina Udumfofu, and um, I am a technical writer. I work in ABCD as the manager of ABCD, where I handle like I was managing the cohort of developers, and then I also manage communications within the company and also outside the company with partners and collaborators. So that's what I do um, at ABCD. And I'm also like the co-host of the Zoe Pool podcast where we try to like simplify um, blockchain and Web3 concepts and just tech um, gist generally for women. So it's a community for um, women in the tech space. So I do that. And like I said before, I'm also a technical writer. So it's like a blend of bringing technical writing skills and management skills and trying to use that to build like within ABCD and even outside of ABCD with other projects like Zoe Pool. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh, nice. Well, we'll definitely share that um, podcast link in the description when we send this out as well. <laughs> but I think that, that communication is really important in this space because there's a lot of interesting things happening. There's a lot of... Uh, uh, maybe sometimes hard to wrap your head around some of the concepts. So 
Yeah. Having that communication Definitely. aspect is, is, is super important. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So you mentioned ABCD. For those that don't know what that is, can you maybe yeah just give a quick introduction on and what a, what is ABCD? My pleasure. ABCD like stands for African Blockchain Center for Developers, and I feel like the name sells itself. So it's like African Blockchain Center for <laughs> Developers. But the part of the the part of the name that like might um, not bring up the inclusivity that it has is the fact that there are other talents there. So we started focusing on developers and like the thing about development is you don't just use developer skills. You don't just need developer skills. You need other skills to be able to like um, develop a product. So you need designers, you need technical writers, you need community managers, you need marketers. So that kind of thing just made ABCD morph more into a larger community where we started having community managers come in. We had not only developers talent, but also writers are there in the community, designers are there in the community, marketers are there in the community. So ABCD now has this large community with different skill sets all ready for development and all instrumental in the development process. Interesting. There's many different aspects to it. Yeah, but then there's still the core of what we do, right? And I'll be like happy to walk through the journey. But like, I'd like to take it in phases because it's been a journey, like going on, okay. finding what works, iterating, and then getting to the point that we are now. Okay, so let's let's st- step through that journey. So let's go back to the very beginning. What was uh, that? Was what was that part of the journey? What was the inspiration for this whole thing in the first place? Okay, so ABCD started off as um, a spring of project of Proof of Africa, POA, POA stakeholder. So POA is like this staple in the Cardano ecosystem that is very, that's trying to enable Web3 in Africa and bring opportunities to young Africans and just, you know, make it all go round. So while POA was trying to do all of this, they noticed this, um, this bridge, there's this, there was this gap rather, there was a gap in the, opportunities in the space but there weren't so much developers here that were skilled with blockchain development so POA and the founders of POA started this project ABCD that would enable enthusiastic young people that are interested actually learn blockchain um, development languages and participate in building real solutions in the blockchain ecosystem so um, ABCD came off of building opportunities like creating opportunities for people to actually learn and be equipped to become elite developers and you know bridge that skill gap in the ecosystem. So that's how ABCD started. ABCD was established in 2020. Um, the co-founders there at POA were able to create a proposal and put it up on Project Catalyst. And thankfully that actually went well and ABCD received funding and that's how ABCD came to life. And um, we sort of brought, they brought more people into ABCD and that was how I came in here, right? And I just became part of the story. And um, ABCD went in partnership with Emogra Academy and that partnership allowed us to create a program for developers to apply and come on and learn the um, Solidity programming language. And with the funding received, ABCD was able to pay for the tuition fees of these developers. 
and even like hire the necessary um, skills that are required to manage these talents and help them in their learning journey. And that was how all of this happened. You see, ABCD created an opportunity for people to learn and also give people opportunities, like even with jobs, like me, myself, I am a beneficiary of ABCD's story. Like, um, my story in the tech ecosystem is closely linked with ABCD. There's a connection, and that's why I like to be called Destiny of ABCD because <laughs> it's actually, yeah, I like to be called Destiny of ABCD because ABCD opened me to this place. It gave me an opportunity to actually know what I can do. And um, if I'm to talk about that a little bit, I have okay, a background so. in food science and technology. Yes, yeah, so it was always about food science and technology. and. I was always a writer, but I never really felt like I could write outside of the um, food industry space. And then I got this opportunity to come on and write, become a technical writer at ABCD. And I was like, wow, this is the tech ecosystem. I've never been here before. And I don't even know how to do this. But the people at ABCD were able to believe in me and they gave me this opportunity to come on in and see what I can do. So just being there from writing the technical document documents, I started um, knowing more about what ABCD was doing and seeing that they're actually providing opportunities for people. And they actually gave me an opportunity, right? I just got more interested and got like more involved. That was how I started handling communications with partners. And from there, it just morphed into management. I never would have known I was capable of um, management, having management skills and even growing in that skill if I wasn't given the opportunity to do that. So ABCD gave me the opportunity and that's how ABCD also gave their learners opportunities. That program actually kicked off in 2021. We were able to create an application form and receive over 40 responses in two, in two days interval and screened all of those developers. And we were able to onboard the first cohort of developers to take on the Amogra program. Since then, this year, we successfully graduated the first cohort of developers, and that is just how ABCD came to be. And we're actually morphing. There's just more to the story, actually. There's more to the story to, to There's come? More. There's more. To come. <laughs> Even now, like with what we're doing. Yeah. It's, um, so this, this, this story started in 2020, um, and there yes. was also a Project Catalyst uh, influence as well, which is the same with us. Mm. So Project Catalyst was a, a catalyst for Empower. Um, so quick shout out to Project Catalyst because that, <laughs> that, that whole thing is, is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And shout out to the people that voted for both of our proposals. Shout Thank out to you, you. guys, legends. Um, you mentioned the program. Um, the, the program that you offer at ABCD in collaboration with um, Emergo. Can you maybe talk a bit more about what that program is, what that entails, um, how people can potentially participate in something like that? Okay. The program was like a collaboration within ABCD and um, Emergo. So Emergo, they were the education providers and the developers were to join to an online class. There was a curriculum. We published the curriculum on our website. So the developers knew what they were getting into. The program ran, it was like a six months program, but it took more than six months because the devs had to do their project to graduate. So the project, the, um, the program itself offers certification and a batch of recognition 
once you're done from a Morgwick Academy. So you have proof of your, your proof of learning, you know, and you're able to show the skills that you have. In the in this curriculum, they were able to cover the introduction to blockchain technology, use cases of the blockchain. They were able to explore other blockchains, layer one solutions. They were able to learn about smart contracts and the app creation the app development and within this like within this track there were there were um three tracks the first is the introduction to blockchain that goes round with cryptography and every other technical um content i did not join the class but <laughs> i know that these were the topics because i actually curated the curriculum like straight off of what emogo sends to us so yes they were able to cover all those basic concepts of blockchain in the first track of the program. The second was like um, the intermediary um, introduction to solidity programming language and they covered smart contract and the app development, like I said before. And then they went on to the advanced, which like allowed them to do their projects. And the project was fundamental to graduation because if you were unable to actually do your project, you weren't able to graduate. So we even had the challenge of some persons not finishing the course, though it was paid for. So we experienced that challenge. That was the whole trajectory. These persons were able to be trained in writing smart contracts and developing B apps. Yeah. Okay. One thing you mentioned was as part of this, you're exploring use cases, uh, blockchain use cases. Um, when we also talk about journey and, and creating opportunities, what do you see as someone that um, is, you're, you're based in Nigeria at the moment, what uh, do you see as being some interesting or much needed use cases, uh, blockchain use cases in Africa as kind of as a whole? I like the question. The thing with use cases of blockchain in Africa is that I don't think you can be exhausted. There is so much that you can do. It's like a whole topic on its own. It's a broad topic. Mm -hmm. And we already seen these use cases, right? The first that I would like to point out is like the primary and it's with the DeFi. Decentralized finance has done so much for Africa. It's enabled like creation of wealth and not only the creation of wealth, but even like it's allowed people to like um, move from this inflationary system. Yes, the cryptocurrency market is very volatile, but it was something that Africans were open to considering the um, rate of inflation that we have to deal with. So DeFi created like great opportunities. It was a beautiful use case because like in Nigeria here, I remember that we had the NSAS protests happening here in Nigeria. And um, a lot of Nigerians were trying to support the protesters and you know, provide food and water for the people that were out there protesting for the end of like SARS. There's so much to that. And um, at some point, the Central Bank of Nigeria, they just closed down the payments and people weren't able to um, help out, to provide food, to provide water, because it's totally centralized. The government were able to, in like in a second, just change the whole narrative and disarm everybody. They were just able to just shut down the operation. But what happened was that people started sending donations and making um 
doing all their transactions with Bitcoin. They were using cryptocurrencies, different cryptocurrencies, not just Bitcoin. And they were able to move, right? The citizens were able to provide for themselves and keep moving. So it was like, for, for me, that was the first time I was actually seeing a real life application, like use case of the blockchain technology because cryptocurrencies come off of the blockchain, right? And I was seeing that, wow. So for once, power can actually shift back to the people. It's like saying that, wow, this centralized body always hold the power. And I was like, is this what democracy looks like? So it was, it, was, it was great for me seeing that whole thing about DeFi. And another thing that I would like to point out is the whole um, identity solution. It's a big deal because our, here in Africa, a lot of persons are undocumented. We know that. And even with the banks, most persons don't have the legal documents that are required for assessing services, right? Financial services, health services, educational services. So identity solution has been something. And recently we've seen the Cardano blockchain partner with governments like the Ethiopian government to um, provide systems for um, students, you know, to learn and have their um, records documented. Even recently, the Kenyan um, um, government is trying to come up with this project of having a single card system where you use a single card to assess services like your card with that single card you're able to assess um you have your birth certificate in that your death certificate um your driver's license you're able to like everything is more seamless so that is something that the kenyan government is working on and another application that i really love and find fascinating is land registry solution because we know that land is a major, major asset, is an asset here in Africa. Like that's one of the things that we know have been passed down from fathers to fathers, like fathers to sons, and it keeps going. So that major asset not being able to be properly documented and transferred leading to a lot of social crisis is a big deal. Like it's something that's supposed to be secure because it's a real asset. So seeing that there is land registry solution is a big deal. And it's beautiful. It's something that I would love to see. It's just, it's, it's just beautiful. <laughs> it, it, it's beautiful. This, this is what I would like to share. Yeah. So, so we've got DeFi, we have um, digital mm -hmm. decentralized identity and land registry is more specific example. It's interesting that you said that because I'm actually, I've got a guest coming on the, the podcast uh, next week, Landano, uh, and that's their focus area. Um, so it's, we'll kind of go, going to dive into the um that particular topic but the yeah DeFi and identity these are very fundamental things so in terms of yeah, use yeah. cases in terms of use cases like once we can have once we have a blockchain solution that provides DeFi that is secure and reliable and then the same with identity so many people can build so many interesting use cases on on top of that so that's yeah. so, so exciting to see kind of what that looks like. I mean, we're starting to already see these solutions now, which is super, super exciting. Um, and you said power to the people. So when we think about DeFi, so decentralized finance, what is it about decentralized finance that is provides this power to the people? Is it the fact that that decentralization um, increases the accessibility to people to participate? Does it lower like the 
barrier to entry and the friction for people to participate. Is that why, is that where the power comes from? It's both ways. I think one of the best thing it does is allow you to be a true owner, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like you own these financial assets, right? But you don't really own them because it's just in your name. Someone can quickly say, oh, we're going to shut down this system. So um, it's quicker. You are able to control your decisions and control your assets all by yourself. And because you have that decision-making power, it's more accessible to you. If your decision power is hindered, it's a barrier on its own. So it's both ways. The way you explained it, it's both ways. In those two ways, power just gets moved to the people. It's decentralized now. Like you could make the decisions. We could all collectively make decisions rather than one central body trying to make the decisions for all of us. Interesting, interesting. So there's one aspect where it increases the accessibility, but then once you have, once you're able to participate in this kind of DeFi ecosystem, you're able, mm. you're able to kind of, there's a sense of ownership around what it is that you have. Like once you have yes. that in your wallet or whatever you want to call it, um, that's yours. Like there's this financial sovereignty yeah. associated with decentralized finance where someone mm. outside it's harder for them to kind of come in there and take that or tamper with that harder i, I hate that to speak true. in absolute terms but um <laughs> it definitely would make it harder i imagine in a decentralized um salute, uh, financial system yeah mm. okay okay um so we talked about use cases now let's talk about some uh, maybe some challenges so what do you see as being some some of the major roadblocks or challenges around um, scaling blockchain development in Africa? Um, I like to keep things simple, right? Um, the truth is, the first is the adoption barrier. It's real and it's true. Um, you would think that might not be a real problem because it's like, oh, everybody should know about the blockchain by now. There's so much content everywhere. There's, there are a lot of content creators like in the blockchain ecosystem trying to make this information available. But some people still don't have this information. They still don't know what this does. There are many persons that I talk to on a daily basis. And if you say blockchain, the first thing they just get like think is cryptocurrency and not just cryptocurrency, but Bitcoin. Bitcoin equals to blockchain, blockchain equals to Bitcoin. And that's not true, it's a limited view because you're unable to see the power of the technology. You're unable to see other use cases. So that is one of the barriers I've seen. It's just education. There needs to be more education and not just online because some of the persons in Africa don't have access to the internet. It's sad to say, but it's true. There are a lot of us that have access to the internet, but there are also Jews that don't, that don't have that. So how do you reach out to those people to and educate them? Because we are all needed. If this is going to be like the power of technology, it's in its ad, ad, adoption, right? It's like the ability of a lot of persons to be using this thing and then it's iterated and then it advances. So we have to find a way to reach out to the people who don't know what this is about and make them understand this so they are ready to adopt the solutions that are coming off. You can't create, you create products for utility because you want people to be able to use them. So 
How do you create something that people can't use because they don't know how to use it? So it's the knowing. It's There needs to be more of the knowing business. People need to get educated. People need to understand what this is. So they are prepared to use this technology and they are prepared to, you know, leverage on the solutions and the opportunities that are coming. That's what I would share. It's interesting point like we you could have the best technology in the world but if no one's aware of it no one's educated about it no one knows how to use it then there's kind of this missed opportunity there Um, and it kind of speaks to what we were saying earlier on about the communication this is where the communication becomes really important because Uh you're trying to bridge that gap between this amazing technology and the people that can take advantage of that if they don't know there's all these opportunities there, then, you know, they're not going to take advantage of it. So yeah, it's a massive, massive challenge. And, and I mean, education, when I think of education now, I think of kind of online stuff. Um, but then the other challenge is if there is limited access to the internet, which hopefully world mobile uh, can help help with that yes. problem. Um, that is also a big challenge around education is if you can't leverage the internet, then that, there are barriers around um, scaling that education if, if there are limits to the internet access as well. Mm. Mm. Okay, so in terms of Roblox, the, that, that, the education around blockchain is kind of a big one, you think? It is. Yeah. I think it is a big one. Yeah, okay. There are more, but that is a big one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true everywhere. I mean, knowledge is power. Um, I think all these things come down to education at some level. Uh, and if exactly. that education isn't there, then there's, um, yeah, some areas that we need to improve on. Um, okay, so blockchain is this amazing technology, I believe, and I'm, I'm sure you probably believe as well. Uh, there's a lot of people entering the space at different levels, um, developers trying to maybe get into the space for the first time. What advice do you have for um, aspiring blockchain devs uh, in Africa? There's so much you could actually say to people. <laughs> okay. Um, what advice would that give to people coming from? The first thing, the first thing is to like know why. Like, because there are a lot of reasons why people come into this space. I've seen people get interested because of the monetary rewards. They believe it's a booming like industry. So it's just rushing in. But you should really like know why. And then you see research. Research is so important and it's so underestimated. People would barely do their research and get to understand something. When you do your research and you understand something, you can know how you fit into that. You can know what you can give to that and you can know what you can take out of it. So these persons coming in need to do their research and also need to be open to learning. Learning is a big deal. There's no way I'm not going to talk about learning because that's the starting point. You don't know what this is. You don't know what this can do. So you should be open to learning so you can understand. And then another thing is community and contribution because sometimes people just like want to do things alone you want to just go on your own and just learn on your own scale on your own but it will not be easy if you don't find a community there are a lot of communities so I would advise anyone trying to come in 
find a community after you've done your research you know you can position yourself you know where you want to go and then you join a community and not only just join and just stay there join and contribute because sometimes people hoard what they know and what they can do because you want incentives i've seen that incentive drives this ecosystem so much so sometimes people are unwilling to contribute because you want to just you're in for the like what is in for me but the thing with contributing is when you contribute, you are pouring into yourself as much as you're pouring into the next person because you're building a portfolio. You are getting better. You are sharpening your skills. So I advise people coming in, don't be selfish. Do your research, learn, join community and contribute. Build. It's in building solutions, right? Do something. Don't just wait for something to be done. Whatever you have, however little it is, whether you think it's significant or it's insignificant, just do it. Just start. Just move. Reach out to people. Get it done. And that's how you start laying footprints. And you're moving at the end of the day. You're going forward. So that's what I would like to say to them. I love that advice. And that advice is probably applicable to not just aspiring blockchain devs, but aspiring anyone that's trying to enter the space. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so research, do your research identify yeah. some areas within blockchain that resonate with you. Once you find yeah. those areas, find a group or a community that is related to that thing that you're interested in. Once you find that group, once you find that community, participate, engage, be yes. active, contribute. And from there, good things can emerge from that is maybe, is maybe what you're saying. True. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And there's so many amazing groups out there. I know, um, We've got a bias towards Cardano as the blockchain because we're building on, on um, Cardano. But um, whatever kind of blockchain you're in, whatever interests you have, there's there definitely is a, a community or a group that is related to that. Sure. So find them like if you're into the in, if you're into uh, climate and Cardano, there's Cardano for climate. There's all these different groups and they have these weekly meetups and you can contribute. So yeah, I, I think that's really good advice. Um, yeah, that is. Yeah, maybe. I think I would like that. to share something. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about because I was like, I wanted to talk about the challenges that we've had, like here at ABCD and where we are going. So I think it's something that's really important in our story. Okay. Um ABCD, like while we're trying to train developers, you know, we have this limited fund from Project Catalyst and when you start doing things and there's impact, you can't help but drive people. So that's how not only developers, I said it before, many persons kept on coming in and a lot of persons were to learn. And the thing is that it was not only newbies, they were different. There were people that were already doing stuff all over the community. The ABCD community kept on growing. So we were now like, how do we scale? How do we train all these people with limited resources? And that one was there. That was a problem, like trying to, you know, navigate that one. So we came up with the ABCD mentorship program where um, a facilitator from ABCD, someone in our developer that has gone through the program comes on and teach people in the ABCD community and get them to like learn, you understand? And that kept on going. And then it just led back to another problem because everything ABCD is doing is centered around creating or bringing opportunities, it's opportunities. So it's like, okay, we're bringing learning opportunity to you, but because it's free, you're not showing up. We had that problem with our first cohort. So we um, paid for the tuition of um, 14 developers, but 
like we had over four drop off the course, like just because they were busy or had other things to do. And then we had others who just did not complete their projects during the end of the day. So it's like, okay, we just ran through an experiment, right? So we just saw, okay, this is something that might work. This is something that doesn't work. So we realized that it, it wasn't a scalable way to create opportunities for people. Because what happens is that you, they could just take it for granted. And at the end of the day, you're not doing as much as you want to do. So we then try to solve the problem of showing up because they can give you an opportunity and you don't show up for the opportunity. There's opportunities and then they're showing up. It's when you show up that you actually create something and you build and you grow. If you don't show up to opportunity, it's, it's a dead opportunity. So we decided to like create motivation and incentive around um, showing up. So now we want to create opportunities for people that are willing to do the work. And we see that you're already showing up because we believe it's scalable. That way we are able to reach people that are truly going somewhere. So we came up with a model of not just focusing on training developers. Now we want to train developers as a community endeavor because we have the ABCD community. And now to like make our uh, mission sustainable, we want to, we are in the process of morphing into a development and talent management company because we see that there are talents, there are people that have this talent and they are willing to show up. So if you're willing to do your assignment, if you're willing to learn, if you join the community, you take the programs, ABCD is working to create opportunities so that there are clients that would hire you and that way we are creating motivation, then there's an incentive for showing up. So ABCD, we are current, that's what we're doing now. We are trying to build a talent management system. We are creating a vetting process to vet developers and to connect them with clients so that, you know, that way we're bringing opportunities to people and giving them the chance to actually build and scale in the ecosystem. That's where we are now as ABCD. That. So this is the evolution of your journey, and um, yes, this is maybe a, probably a good segue into um, the fact that Empower we we are kind of tapping into that that talent pool and contracting two front end developers to work um, on the the kind of the MVP of our platform, which is <laughs> super super exciting, um, and you know hopefully that turns into some sort of a long long lasting relationship. So. It, it gets me excited. Mm -hmm. I was so excited, like, cause I was handling the communication, like I said before in, with that. And it's just like, with me seeing people that actually show up and I'm like, wow, we're actually <laughs> bringing the opportunity. We want to build right now, right? That's what it means to create, like build solutions. So I am excited about it because I've seen that these are developers that, these are people that are willing to learn. And because you're willing to learn, this opportunity is opening up for you. So I was very, very excited and happy just going through the whole vetting process and trying to connect these developers, going through the selection process with Empower and seeing skills that are best suited for what Empower is trying to build. And I'm really excited. I really can't wait for more of these developers to get these kind of opportunities. And that's why we're here. I'm really mm. excited for where we're going. Mm. Even though like, Funding is like one of the major problems that we would have with scaling. We would build this and we want to build this because we see that it's a sustainable, 
way to bring opportunities to talents. So it's very sustainable and it's powerful. Yeah, super powerful. And I think it's going to be, um, you know, the, the work, this working relationship that we have with um, ABCD and the, the developers mm-hmm. that we've contracted, it'll be good to kind of share that work as well with our, both of our communities to kind of, kind of um, document that journey uh, as a kind of combined journey. Because one of our ta- mm-hmm. taglines in Empower is join, join our journey and you guys are going through your journey as well. And the reality, reality is everyone's going on this journey uh, and some of these journeys merge uh, and ours is kind of combining at this level as well, which is exciting. So sharing more of that um, in the future as well. Um, in terms of communities, um, so how, how can people connect with ABCD? So there's a, probably a few different ways that people can connect with you guys, whether at a community level or if projects are wanting to kind of tap into the talent pool that you have there. How can people, whatever their interest is, how can they connect with ABCD? So um, reaching out to ABCD, it's quite, it's easy because we like have we're successfully building a community that's open so we have a lot of lessons coming in so if you are like you're a, a talent like you, you're someone who has development talents and you want to join the talent pool here at abcd if you just like you join our discord server that is the first point of like contact with us you join the discord server you're able to like assess um the form that allows you to sign up to join we are currently trying to build a system for that in our website that allows people to like join straight up from the website but for now what we do have is a function in discord server so you can follow us on twitter and you get our links to our discord once you join the discord um community our community manager would be so excited to actually reach out to you and walk you through the process he does this happily so it's not going to be a problem. You just reach out, like you join the Discord server, you reach out to the community manager. Once you just call on him, I would like to give a shout out to Otto Bong, Peter. He's wonderful with managing communities and I see what he does. Like he tries to reach out to everybody. So yes, just reach out to Otto Bong and you'll be able to like start your process, your vetting process and all. And if you're like a company for an organization or project that's looking for um, talents, you can come on, like you could send us an email you could send us an email. Once you go on our website, abcddevs.com, you see our like email um, our email addresses and you're able to send an email address. You could send me an email address and we could, I say email address, you could send me your email like, and we'll be like happy to reach out to you. That's how we started with Empower, right? Empower sent us an email, reached out and then we're able to set up a meeting and start up the whole process. So while we work to build a system that allows this to be automated for now, you could just... Follow us on Twitter, join the Discord server, send us emails, and you're able to reach us. Amazing. So Twitter, Discord, emails, all of those will be in the in the description below. <laughs> uh, somewhere okay. down there. I think that's how the YouTubers do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, I should probably take this bit out of the podcast, but we'll leave it in because... It's funny, <laughs> but yeah, all that, all that information will be there and shout out to the community manager on uh, discord as well. Sounds like he's doing an amazing job job. So shout out to yes, you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Twitter, discord, email. 
Um, yes. Yeah, and highly recommend people. Uh, yeah, reach out to you guys, join your your community, um, and yeah, become someone like like Empower. We we reached out and um, yeah. ended up re- resulting in um, you know contracting two front end developers from ABCD. So exciting times ahead. Um, when we're kind of nearing the end of the podcast, I've got one last question to, to ask you, but okay. is there anything you wanted to touch on before I asked that last question? Well, we mm. covered most of it. We did. We did. So covered I'll just let it, you yeah. go. Yeah. If there's any other things that we think of, we can always kind of come on again and have another podcast. So, um, but for, for now, I think that covers most of it. So I asked the last question, which is kind of a futuristic question. Um, what is your hope for the future of blockchain development in Africa slash, I guess, where would you like to see this space in say five to 10 years from now? That's a very interesting question. And um, it all circles, it just circles back to everything I've said before, because I'm here in Africa, right? And I see the amount of participation that's coming from us here. It's some of us like here don't have knowledge on this. So where I see it going, is like, there's more education. There are more people involved because some person still feel like it's rocket science. So like, I just really see like hope that in the future, there are more persons that understand what the blockchain is. And there are these innovative minds. I see smart, like smart people around. Like there's such smart Africans everywhere that have solutions, they have ideas. And I would love to see more ideas being built using the blockchain using harnessing the power of blockchain technology. I would love to see more contributions. I would love to see more tools being built. I would love to see more projects coming up by people who were once newbies. Like I love the tagline, join our journey. At the end of the day, all of this is a journey and they all boil down to stories. This person's story inspires the next person's story. So if we all keep going on this journey and intersecting and writing our stories, we will end up building and building and building. You know, there'll be more tools, there'll be more opportunities. And when there's opportunities, it just keeps opening. So that is that is where I would say, I would love to see adoption, more adoption, more tools being built, more projects coming up. <laughs> love it. I think that's a great way to, to end the podcast. You've got me inspired now. I feel it's it's uh it's going on midnight here, and I I feel like you've inspired me, and probably have to stay up another couple of hours and get some more work done. <laughs> happy! I'm excited. I'm happy. I was able to talk about all of these. Yeah. Really, I'm a beneficiary. I am a true beneficiary. All of my journeys started here, right here, with ABCD.